Hello? And welcome to Atomic Radio Hour, the show that dives into the wreckage that is post-apocalyptia. I'm your host, Vince. We are a post-nuclear podcast. I'm also here with your world-renowned game designer, Declan. Welcome to episode 22. There's a lot of things we have to talk about. A lot of them. That is a lot of them. It's almost 23. Yeah. We have a lot of things we have to talk about. I'm, I'm home from vacation officially. I've kind of gotten over, like, the jet lag of driving. Uh, yeah, you drove for, like, a day. Just, like, straight up a day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to kind of talk about everything that's been going on with 76 and everything that's been kind of... On div- our minds. It's been dividing people. Yeah. This is, like, their Berlin Wall moment. Yeah. I mean, some things have been a little rough, but uh, I can't help but be slightly optimistic. So I thought to jump into <laughs> where we are now, I think we should talk about where we started. Sounds great. So this week's lore is going to be for uh, Tim Kaine. Tell us about this sweet, sweet man. The man who created Fallout. Tim Kaine, the Old Testament, before the Gospel of Howard. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? I do. Uh, the original creator of the Fallout series, lead programmer, one of six people responsible for the original the original's design. He worked at Interplay from August of 91 till January of 98, was the sole person on Interplay's GURPS project uh, creating the engine. Uh, later, Tim Decker left the team that he was working on, and he became the lead pro... He went from lead programmer to producer... And after completing Fallout, he went to do some pre-production for Fallout 2 before leaving for leaving Interplay. From April of 98 to February of 05, he started Troika, T-R-O-I-K-A, Troika Games, uh, with him and two other people, um, Jason D. Anderson and Leonard Boyarski? That just sounds like a fake Polish name. Um, like, you know when you're, like, making a haha, like a funny? Yeah. Um, like... Vladinov Strovsky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was the lead project leader and... He was the project leader, the lead project leader, and head programmer, Arcana of... Arcana of Steamworks and Magic Obscura, the Temple of the Evil Element. He was also worked as a programmer for Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, which was Troika's last game. Uh, Troika shut down, and he's... I watched a couple interviews with him. He was like, I don't know how to run a business. I should have never opened a game studio. Ouch. He then went to... I have heard of, uh... The vampire game, though. I haven't. I haven't heard of any of those games. Really? Yeah. He then went on to Carbine Studios from August of 2005 to 2011. Uh, Troika shut down. Troika shut down. Uh, he joined He joined as a programming director for Carbine, working on Wildstar, and he stood there for a little while. And then in 2011 till today, uh, he announced that he was going to go work for Obsidian. He joined as a senior programmer under a contract that he would eventually leave the company. Uh, in February 2012, he decided he would stay with them. Uh, I also have... I have some, like, fun facts here. Oh, cool. About him. A lot of the stuff that they were kind of going through, he was like, look, I made this... He, he's like, I made Fallout 1 18 years ago. I don't remember everything. This was a few years old, the, the interview I was watching. He's yeah. like, I don't... It was GDC 2012, I believe, and there was another one that I watched most of it, and then I was super busy again. Um, but he was saying, like, I, we made this game 18 years ago, 
as of the time of the recording. I don't remember everybody's names. I don't remember, oh, this guy did that and that guy did that. The game almost had no plans. They kind of just made it, like, as they were going. And, like, that's fair. Yeah, they were just kind of like, we know we want this. Yeah, for a small-level studio at the time, that makes a lot of sense. You kind of do what your manpower allows. Yeah. Like, he was he was put on as the producer, but he said he never did any sort of producer job. They just needed him in that role. They just needed somebody to point the finger and say, do this. Yeah, like, he would have producer meetings, but he wouldn't do producer things. The game Makes almost sense. got canceled twice. They, 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 they had a lot of influences uh, from XCOM, Crusader, Wasteland, Ulti- the Ultima series in general, which I've never really played any of those. I know Special Guest Kyle. Shout out to Special Guest Kyle. He's played XCOM a little bit. Yeah. And um, I've played XCOM Wasteland. XCOM is renowned. Have you ever played Wasteland? I have Wasteland. I, I lied to you. I've, uh, I don't actually. I haven't played Wasteland. Wasteland, it's this. Even Tim Kaine says in an interview, he goes, Wasteland, Fallout 1 is the spiritual successor to Wasteland. He was saying how oh, he yeah. he liked how Wasteland, your people in your party could die or you could meet somebody, piss them off and kill them. And there was no way to go back. He said you didn't go back until you broke, not broke the game, but like fucked up in some way. Yeah. Uh, from from paper, like board games and stuff, there was GURPS, Wiz War, uh, Gamma War. And uh, obviously D&D, because I mean... Because of course. So he was saying some of the books that they that they used as inspiration. Uh, I Am Legend. You, you, have you ever seen the I Am Legend movie? Yeah. The book I Am Legend inspired a movie that we've talked about on here before called uh, The Omega Man. Yeah. That, The Omega Man, is a better representation of I Am Legend... Than the Will Smith movie. Yeah, than the Will Smith movie. And I've seen most of Omega Man, and from what I've seen, that movie is fucking amazing. It's got Charleston Heston. So the whole movie's like, it's it's so good. (laughs) Um, I actually haven't seen it. That's something we should uh, should watch. We should. We should fucking hold hands and eat popcorn. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) For movies, The Road Warrior, of course, because, come on. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. Yeah, A Boy and His Dog, The Day After, was another big one. I I, I have talk about The Day After, and I don't remember what I was supposed to talk about. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Forbidden Planet, The City of Lost Children, and this French film called, and I'm going to pronounce this wrong, La Jet, J-E-T-E with a thing over E. It's a French film, but it's, like, in still pictures with, like, a narration. Oh. And it's about how people will, like... I think either... I could be wrong, but I think either um, the day after... No! Oh, fuck! That's what I wanted to talk about the day after. Hold on. We'll get to that in a second. I remember that now. It's either Lost Children or the French film is based is based on... is Or where they got the basis for the Brotherhood. Okay. Of where they would... I can't, wish I could remember it. I can't. I'm sorry. Uh, it's where they said, this is a society of people that would... The movie's about a society of people that, after a great tra- travesty, uh, came to worship technology. But the Brotherhood is, like, more toned Militaristic. down. Militaristic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the day after, this is what I wanted... I can't believe I've never brought this up. I was listening to... I believe it was... If it wasn't Snap Judgment, it was NPR's This American Life... And they had a story on there about a movie from the 80s called The Day After. It was a TV movie. All right. You guys looking at me? You following me? You watching me? You listening to me, Declan? Yeah. I'm looking at you. This movie 
was about what would happen the day after the nukes fell on us. Thus the name, right? Oh, yeah. I Apparently, mean, this movie shows depictions of, like, quote-unquote, ghoulification. Really? Like, I haven't seen it, but they say, like, people, like, their skin starts to, like, fall off and shit. And this was a movie that was so hyped up that they... They, I don't know who they are, but they being, I guess, church groups, like church groups came together and watched this movie together in the church and they set up a whatever, I hate saying they, cause it's like, who are they? But they, yeah. um, set up people would some, there was a, there was a, yeah. a, an organization that put together a hotline that after the movie aired, you could call and say, I was very scared by this movie. And the woman doing the piece said her boyfriend brought the movie home, and she goes, it's 2016, 2017, 2018, whenever the story was produced, and she goes, I am terrified by this movie. To this day. To this day. Did you ever see that meme? Yeah. To this day. Uh, to this day. <laughs> so, so she's saying all this, and uh, they're talking about, like, the the director of the movie wanted his name off of it. Really? He's like, I want nothing to do with this movie. I should have never made this movie. And eventually, I don't think they... I don't remember if they got it to where his name wasn't on it, but he was very unhappy with it. Like, three people almost died during the filming of it. Jesus. And, like, he was like, whatever, it's out. And he he just... It kind of just went out into obscurity and started getting this cult following. Okay, you want to see why this this movie's culturally important? Tell me about it. He's watching the news and shit, and he's he's watching about how in the eighties, because this is when it came out, the cold the Cold War, and it's like, all right, we're gonna get nuked. Was the eighties the Cold War? Yeah, right. I mean, more seventies, but the eighties is like the end of it, right? I mean, yeah. If I'm wrong, tell me. I went to public school, so I don't know what I'm talking about. I went to the same public school. Yeah, but you went to a private school longer than I did. No, the Cold War is definitely way fucking earlier. When the fuck was the Cold War? It's like from the 40s to the... Yeah, it's from 47 to 53. God damn, really? No, I lied. Okay. Uh, another source, it says, it definitely started in 47, but... There wasn't, like... Apparently there was still Cold War era, like, tension and stuff until the 90s. Okay, fine. So I'm not entirely wrong. Yeah, you're not entirely wrong. Uh, oh, fucking. Um, so, so this guy's like, all right, whatever. The movie's out there. Then for some reason, he picks up Ronald Reagan's memoir when he when he uh, retired. Do you retire from being the president, or is it pretty much like get out? You did your eight years. Um, I guess it's kind of the same thing. So he picks up the memoir and he's reading through and he gets to a point and Ronald fucking Reagan goes, I saw this movie called The Day After and realized I had to get more serious with our nu- nuclear policy with the other nations. Wow. And this guy's going, my movie that I couldn't fucking stand, I wanted nothing to, to, to be a part of, changed the way American history went. Because apparently Reagan was like... We're not working with them. They have them. That's it. We're not doing anything. And then right around the time after this movie comes out, Reagan's like, we need to work with these people. Yeah. So like. Jesus. Like imagine, imagine just having that much of a, like that dude, he says in in the podcast interview, whatever, he's like, I saved America. He's like, (laughs) he's like, I did it. Like, 
I think that's fucking nuts. Not a lot of people can say that. No, there's maybe three. Yeah. Uh, but to get off of that... I mean, and one of them is White Castle. Ooh, that's a story for a different day. Yeah. But you're not wrong. White Castle's the reason this country eats meat. It was the game... To get back on track, though, the game was yeah. not originally called Fallout. Originally, they wanted to call it Vault 13. I mean, it makes sense. Like, of course, it's about Vault 13's water chip. Yeah. I wonder why they ended up changing it to Fallout. Uh, there, there's a thing in there that they thought it was, uh, they thought, like, with a name like Vault 13, what does that, like, what does that say about the game? And I think it was Chris Avalone said, why don't you name it Fallout? He goes, it tells you everything you need to know about the series by just the name. Yeah, it has to do with nuclear experiment and all that stuff. And it sounded a lot like... It's after something as a connotation of being in the future. Yeah. And it, it, uh, also kind of went with the 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 theme i hate the word vibe it went with the theme of like they were going for kind of that that 50s b movie thing yeah so they we said it i think in the last episode but they lost the rights to gurps and they had it for like two or three years and they rewrote special in three days but originally it was called a slips and after a day of beating their brains in someone just goes why don't we just call it special which we talked about last thing yeah originally and we've said this before, one of the most important parts about the entire series is the music. Oh, you know I love the music. So originally, they wanted I Don't Want to Set the World on Fire for Fallout 1. And they only were able to get maybe. Kind of. Sort of. That's kind of the reason why they did it. Uh, the, he, he said that his grandfather's, Tim Kaine's grandfather's favorite group of all time was the Ink Spots. And his mom's first concert that she went to at six was the Ink Spot, so it was like a special thing for him. Oh, that's awesome! And he, they couldn't get it because they wanted like a stupid amount of money. And then they would they like sent them a letter or an email or it was ninety seven. Did they have email in ninety seven? Of course. Did they? Yes. When did email yes. pop off? Uh, in the early nineties. They were just I. That's when it each became other. super <laughs> uh, super public. Say that again. It was like widespread by the by the 90s well they they got in touch with them and they were they took way too long to get back to them and then in the end they just went with maybe and he says he feels like once you've beaten the game maybe fits so much better hmm. uh and here's one for you Declan. Ooh, give it to me you like D, right you know it's one of my favorite pastimes what's your favorite edition of D? Uh, my favorite is 5th edition. What's the most highly acclaimed version of D&D? 3.5. What came before 3.5? Uh, AD&D. What? AD&D is, uh, 2nd edition. No, uh, well, 3. I mean, of course, oh, 3, yes, but... <laughs> Um, Sorry, 3.5 is so important that I forget 3 existed before 3.5. Do you know what they introduced in 3? What? Feats. Ooh. Do you know where the inspiration for feats came in? From Fallout. From the perk system in Fallout 1. Somehow, Tim Kaine spoke to people that worked on D&D 3. And they were like, the way you implemented perks is what we kind of based our feat system on. That's so fucking Dude, good. Dude, we've come full circle. My entire life is like a goddamn loop. So, everything is everything else. <laughs> Does life imitate art? Or does art imitate life? That's the question. Yeah. So, okay. Now we got the fun stuff out of the way. Now we have to talk about this fucking game. I mean, that's a lot different of a, of a tone than the last time we talked about it. 
I want to. I'm going to say this right now. Yeah. I love it. I'm having a ton of fun. Yeah. And I understand why people are upset. And other people being upset does not make the hint does not hinder my enjoyment of the game. I love it. I haven't played a lot. I there was a while where I was playing probably six seven hours a night for a few nights in a row. But shit gets hectic again every once and again for me. Yep, life happens. And I haven't played. I haven't sat down and played, played, played with with special guest Kyle. I love it. I think it's a ton of fun. I don't understand how people say that there's no story. There's no traditional story. It's there if you want it. And I think that's actually designed very well. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great. Um, I think it's a great way to tell a story. It's it's a way I've never experienced a story because it, it makes me want to go back and. It makes me want to go back and and rediscover areas that I oh I miss this hollow tape oh yeah or like I, miss I this always note. am finding new things when I go back to places like yeah. I know that I did a quest in Grafton but I need to go spend a few hours in Grafton like yeah. I haven't found nearly enough because I know there's a ton of content up there no I know I'm totally I I get it I get that the game is buggy I get that shit doesn't work especially because Kyle and I spent like three hours trying to put together houses. We tried to build shit. It took us forever to do it. I get it that it doesn't work as well as it should. And, and it just works. I, I don't mean to cut you off, but uh, let us be clear when we are talking about this game that Vince is talking from the perspective of console, it being PlayStation 4, and I talk from the perspective of PC, where the bugs and the uh, and the issues are very different. Really? Yeah. How different? Like, I haven't even heard of like some of the bugs that you have like like which ones give me an example um a lot of the stuff with the camp that you and kyle talk about like i have never had any issues with the camp system in my own personal experience really i haven't had a single one i can't even put my place down that's what bothers me yeah like that makes like that just isn't a thing for me really yeah well there's also like the wires don't work on the PS4. I, I yeah. can't speak for the Xbox. I don't have it for Xbox. I don't have an Xbox. Yeah. But, like, I get it. And at first, at first, I was like, oh, this is fine. This is, it, it doesn't work. Yeah. The people who are doing ESO aren't Bethesda themselves. It's one of their subsidiary companies. That game sucked when it came out. It has but one of the largest so fan bases now, yeah. for an MMO besides WoW right now. Right? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Then Baggate happens, which we joked about in our in our last Hollow Tape. Yeah. Fine. I uh, to me it was funnier that people were getting so upset about it because it's yeah, like, like, did you really I pay? Didn't, I didn't give a shit about the bag. I got I wanted the goddamn helmet. Yeah, I wanted the helmet, and like I remember when we were at your house for the for the E three conference. Yeah, I remember looking at you and going. When they announced the helmet, I looked at you and I went, I'll pay 140 for a helmet. Oh, yeah. I don't give a fuck about the other shit in there. But, like, I understand why people are mad, but I feel like they were only super mad because they felt like they were lied to that the game didn't perform to what they expected. And I, we shouldn't be giving Bethesda the pass anymore and saying, well, it's a Bethesda game. It's buggy. We shouldn't be doing that. That's fucked up. If I came oh, to your yeah, house yeah, yeah, yeah. and you were like, yo, make me a sandwich, and I fucking took a shit on half a slice of toast... You'd be like, this isn't a sandwich. I'd be like, I'm Vince. What do you expect? Like, yeah, it was the public school. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not it's not it's not OK. We shouldn't be giving them the pass. 
Yeah. They need but, to be accountable for what they've done, but also we need to consider that there are more complexities than we can ever know with a game of this scale. Yeah. Yes. And at first they're like, oh, here's 500 Adam. Okay, I didn't take advantage of that, but then they said, okay, we're going to get everybody a bag that, that, that pre-ordered the game. I was like, eh, whatever. And then I thought, oh, fuck, this is going to be a super rare collectible. And you're a collectibles person. And that's it. That's it. That's the only reason I'm going for it. I got I, the bag because I want to use it as my daily driving bag. Really? Yeah. If it's big enough for my laptop, I'll use it every day. Really? Yeah. I just want to... I'm not... I don't even take it out of the packaging. I want it to sit on the shelf. And See, it actually, I want to beat mine up. Really? Yeah. Huh. Because I think it's a bag that would look really fucking good. If it's canvas? If it was beat up. Yeah. yeah. You could, like, sew it back together and shit. It would look dope as hell. Yeah, but, I could put patches on it. But that... That bag alone is going to be worth 200 bucks because the oh, only easily, people yeah. that can get it are going to be the people who already bought it and not everybody and then you fucking put the support ticket in to get it and then everybody's personal information gets leaked and like they it's just a constant string of bad breaks for them dude. yeah i feel but, bad and and like i it's making it so fucking hard to defend these people and this is a this is this is a company that i love it's like carhartt like, yeah. I love Carhartt because it makes quality things. Most of my clothing is them. Like, my yeah. jeans, it's it's t-shirts, sweaters, belts, socks, Carhartt. Jeans, Levi's. Why? Because it's fucking quality shit and I know it's going to last. And Bethesda used to make games that were quality and that they lasted. And, I, and before everyone freaks out, listen, how many people are still playing Fallout 3 and New Vegas and still playing Skyrim to the point where they've released Skyrim 49 times? I literally played Skyrim VR today with a friend that has never played it. See what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like show them how it worked. It might be buggy. It might be glitchy. It might not work at 100% capacity, but like, they're still fun, enjoyable times. I'm having a great time exploring the waste with Kyle. Yeah, like, and I and I and I love when people are like you don't know what you're talking about. You're not a you're you're blinded. I just I I can't have a differencing of a difference of opinion. Like, you realize what we're fighting over is video games like children. Yeah, like I think it's absolutely crazy. And the thing is, in terms of like, there's different like design structures for like designing games and like ways of thinking about game design and. The way I like one called uh, MDA, it's a uh, mechanics, dynamics, and aesthetics. Mm-hmm. It's just a way of like like framing how you de- would design something. And uh, this is a system that was popularized by Robin Hunnicky. She's fucking incredible, an amazing game designer. And uh, the thing is, this game mechanically is quite broken. Mechanically, but, okay. Mechanically, this game is is broken. But the dynamics of this game are so fucking tight that it's incredible. Okay, so like, give me an example of, of mechanics and dynamics. So, mechanics are the underlying systems for which the game functions. Dynamics are the interactions between the player and the system and whatever other pieces are, are there. And mm-hmm. then aesthetics are the like narrative context and the actual visual appeal and um like music and stuff. Okay. So the interaction between the player and the system and the players and other players is just really strong and this world is very evocative and emotional and 
So the aesthetics and the dynamics are incredible, but like it make the broken mechanics make it hard to kind of have those moments. Yeah. Like I wasn't, I was playing with my roommate, Brian, shout out to Brian. Oh. On the podcast. And we were playing for when, whenever I had time, he has more time than me. Uh, and like there came a point where he got the power armor bug on PC. Do you know the power where armor bug? Where he couldn't leave it. Where he couldn't leave it. Or else, yeah. And if you do, it deletes your frame. Really? Yeah, so there was a point where, like, we didn't play for a few days because he wanted to see if it was going to get patched, or if he could find a fix online. And, uh, like, that actually, it hindered him from, like, playing the game, a game that he wanted to play. Yeah. Because he was having so much fun with it, we were having so much fun with it. Like, it broke my heart because we were having so much fun before yeah. it happened. I I get it. I do. I do. I get it. I get it. But like people are allowed to be upset. No, but you I feel are like allowed to be upset, but you're relentlessly also... shitting on this game. It's kind of getting to be an earful. Do you do you know you want to know how how badly people want to be upset? How badly? That I've been I I just I just consume media. I just I will find myself I, I, do you watch Cat Icarus on YouTube? No, I don't. Okay, I've been following this dude for a very long time. And when I went on vacation and I was in like a hotel room or I was at like the place I was staying in Atlanta, like I would just go to bed and watch Cat Icarus videos on repeat and I just take in information. Like I just I don't know why. I've always been like that. If I find something interesting, I just take it in until I'm I'm it's exhausted me. Like you love documentaries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I will sit there, I'll watch a documentary like four or five times because I'm like, I want to make sure I got everything. So I will just watch a YouTuber or like a genre of YouTube videos or like a type of you like I'm not even like a huge sneaker person, but there was like a month where all I did was watch sneaker videos. Just because there was an interest there. Because it was just like, okay, so wait, hold on. Kids are spending how much money on these? Like, it was just like a like a thing it's, that I just kind of it's invested It's like being into. socially informed. Yeah. So I started watching all these videos about how Fallout 4 is a mess. Or Fallout uh, 76 is a mess. To the point that people are so upset they're going back and starting to criticize Skyrim. And I'm like, okay, first off, I know for a fact you either never played Skyrim or if you did... You just did a, a little while ago. When that game came out, that's the only game I've ever cleaned my room for. I was in high school, and I remember I got it right before, uh, right before Christmas break because it came out eleven eleven. Yeah, and I remember I I went to GameStop and I walked in. I said I had like birthday money because my birthday's right around the time it came out. I was like Skyrim. He go. He did the guy didn't. Get, the, I just said that the guy didn't even ask what console he goes. We're out. We're out of everything. And I walked out. I didn't say anything. And that's not like me. I would normally be like, okay, thank you, and I'd walk out. But I just walked out, and I came back a few days later, and I was like Skyrim. And he goes Xbox, and I said yes, and I gave him cash, and he gave me a game, and I walked out. Money can be exchanged for goods and services. <laughs> yeah, and that's a game <laughs> that like I came home, played probably ten hours worth, and then the next day got up and went. I, if I get on Skyrim now, like 9 in the morning, if I get on Skyrim right now, I'm not getting off until 3 a.m. And I know that. I need to clean my room. That is a game that was so immersive to the point where they released it how many times? And now it's just a, a big meme. But still, like, it's... But, it's, like, it's still good. And I think you told me for a lot of people, 
that was their first RPG. Yeah. Right? So that's yeah. their entrance point to an RPG. Fantasy. There was, there was like a fantasy as a whole. Fallout 3 was my first RPG. That was my intro. And I know that's kind of like, we'll take off your nostalgia goggles. I'll be the first one to tell you that the go- the, the goggles are rose-tinted. Oh, uh, yeah. I watched somebody play Fallout 3 the other day, and I was like, oh my god, this is so clunky. But, like, I want to go back and play It's Oblivion with guns. Yeah. <laughs> Functionally, it's Oblivion with guns. It re- I mean, that's why you don't zoom in with iron sights. You zoom in with, like, like you're holding a crossbow. Yeah. But, like, why are you getting upset about a game that came out seven years ago? The time to get upset about a game that came out seven years ago was seven years ago. Exactly. Like, you want, you, and, like, I feel like a lot of people that are talking about it are people, and I'm not saying all of them, but I feel like a lot of people on YouTube that are talking about it are people that, like, I want to be in this club. Like, it's so fun to shit on this company. Yeah. I, I... I get why you're upset. I get it. I get it. That's that's all I want to say. Like I, I, I get it. I don't understand. Like I don't understand how people just like. Yeah, I don't want to buy a game and then have to wait for it to be patched for it to be fixed. But if you're at there's a there's a Fallout page on Twitter that I follow that hadn't posted since like probably four or five months ago, and they came back day, days, not even like. Like, they came back yesterday. They came back, like, two or three days after the game came out. And they're like, I'm changing this ch- this page, this Twitter page, to a general content channel about video games and not just Fallout. I don't want to be associated with Bethesda and their lies any longer. Wow, really? Come on! Like, yeah. every company hasn't fucking made a game, then they've lied. Like And, like, despite that, I think sometimes people are misconstruing, like... Th- what they're doing as lying like there's a lot of hands in this in this soup in this pot right now and just because one person said that something was going to be done a certain way doesn't mean that the intention wasn't to do it like that it just means that someone else's hand was the one actually stirring the pot yeah like for example i know that there have been uh, like there's controversy about the patch notes and things not being included in there. Oh, I forgot about but that. Yeah. Consider consider this. This is a game where there's anywhere from like a like any size of a team could be working this on a over a hundred person team could be and probably is working on this game. Someone on that team is in charge of balance. And I'm sure it's more than one someone. So just the fact that there were some balance changes that weren't notated. Why are you getting upset about that? The rest of the team is taking care of the critical bugs. Like, if the fact that things are changing, why are you getting upset? They're obviously trying to make an effort to fix it. Yeah. And like I said, we're not giving them the the pass that it's it's broken up on release. Shame on you. Fine. But still shitting on them, even after they're really trying to make an effort here. Like, I mean, we're a little biased. We like Fallout a lot. But it just like like I said earlier, it breaks my heart. And this is a, a big project. Yeah. It's just multiple things can be taken care of at once. That's how agile development works. <laughs> like I watch this and part of me is like, oh Babylon is falling. Like this is it. This is this is how this is this is the way the world ends. Like this is it. This is this is the end of modern times. But at the same time I'm like 
Give them fucking give them give them a few months. Like, and yeah. I know that's a shitty, that's a really shitty way to say it. Like, give them a few months, but like, it's gonna get fixed. Yeah, and and like, I love that everyone's like, oh, we're we're using a ten year old, we're using a ten year old engine. Yeah, we are using a ten year old engine, and I don't want to say if it's not if it's not broke, don't fix it because obviously it's broken because there's still glitches that exist from Oblivion. Maybe but not. it's not realistic to throw out all of the work that you've done when it has been proven. I mean, they make three games. Every every game on the planet runs on some engine. Yeah, and no, all I get of them that. Have been have been iterated upon from an early state to a new state. Just because they haven't changed the name a billion times, like other companies, yeah, like Unreal. Mean, every six months, there's a new Unreal Engine. Yeah, like just because they haven't changed the name from Creation or whatever it was originally, Gamebryo, um, doesn't mean that it, it hasn't been getting better. And though the code base might have started really early and been old, that doesn't mean it's not valuable. I just, I love when people are like, oh, okay, what we got to do is we, we have to sell it back to Obsidian. If we sell it back to Obsidian, then it's fixed. That doesn't fix anything. How does it? Yeah, exactly. What, yeah. like, I mean, I've said it before and I'll get shit for this, but Fallout New Vegas feels like Fallout, a, a mod for Fallout 3. What did you do? You, you just made the parts about Fallout 3 that were great a little better. You added iron sights. You added ambiguity. Oh no, ambiguity. Like... <laughs> I just I love that that's everybody's everybody's instant fucking cop out answer. Sell it back to Obsidian, or give it to Obsidian, or sell it to Obsidian, or make a new engine. You realize they ha- they they teased Elder Scrolls Six. We're probably not going to get Elder Scrolls Six until twenty 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 two minimum. Yeah, maybe twenty twenty three. That means and that's going to be a new engine. That has to be, or like a very heavily modified one. Todd Howard said in interviews, like, we're not done using the Gamebryo engine. Yeah. So, like, and, and I know this is super fucked up to say because it's just like, oh, they already have my money. But, but like, I remember playing, I remember playing Fallout 3 and then New Vegas and then Skyrim. And I remember, I think it was Special Guest Kyle I was talking to. I go... Yo, look how pretty this game is in 2011. He's like, yeah? I'm like, dude, what do you think Fallout 4 is going to look like? And, like, I'm playing... I'm playing 76, and I'm... And, like, the number one thing is, yeah, it's broken, but... Can you imagine what fucking Fallout 5 is going to be like? Yeah, jeez, dude. Like, and I know... Like I said, I know that's shitty. You shouldn't be like, oh, well, this one sucks, but the next one will be great. But, like, at the same time, I can't help but not think of that. Because this is, this is, you, you know what I really think it is? Genuinely, I really think it's it's because of the kids of our generation. It's a sense of, and not to put on my fucking, my, uh, my baby boomer hat, but, like, I really think a lot of people just think, well, you make video games, I'm entitled for it to be perfect. You're yeah, making a and- product for me to consume, it has to be perfect. And if it's not, then it's fucking lackluster. And anything un- anything that's seven and under, I don't want to fucking deal with. Like, are you like, kidding me? Like, that's the I- mindset of people. Yeah. And, like, that super duper sucks. I mean, at the same time, you want to feel like you're getting your money's worth for something. But, like, at the same time, consider games have been at the set price of $60 since 
forever. And game development is only getting more expensive and higher scale. And the price has never gone up. It is an industry standard. And yeah, you think it's going to go up? I think if if anyone tried to sell games at higher than 60, there would be a freaking riot. Yeah. But consider this, if we're keeping the price at $60 with the way the economy fluctuates and stuff, you need to understand that like the price the value per dollar it's it's constantly changing because That's why we got that. rid of manuals. Yeah. Why do you think you don't get any extra stocking stuffers in your games anymore? Because they need to save as much money as possible because game development is getting so much more expensive. So it comes down to, like, if you really think about it... And then people complain about, like, DLC and, like, other forms of transactions in games. Well, how do you expect these people to get any money? Well, okay, we could sit here and talk about that because my thing would be make a better game. But then pay more for it. Don't make fucking... Star Wars Battlefront 2. Alright, that one that is a that one was a mistake. No, they but did that like, one incorrectly. But like look what they're doing with, with Red Dead 2 online. Red Dead 2 Online is already fucked. Is it? Oh, it's I absolutely it. fucked. Someone told me today, and I don't know if it's true, if you play as a woman or a or a character who's black, you can't go in shops and buy shit. Really? Like they make it hard. Like the one kid was telling me, and I think he could have been just fucking with me, and there's no doubt in my mind that he was, but, like, if you play as a black character, the guy's like, I don't know if I want to sell this to you, and, like, it takes, like, two extra button clicks to get it. Wow. And I'm not saying that's right, but, like, not only that is fucked, because wait till fucking BuzzFeed hears about that, but they made the game where one gold bar i think costs is is their micro their 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 uh, what is it called meta currency or yeah like a yeah something like that the, it, like one gold bar costs 10 dollars right you play okay. that game story a shotgun in story costs like 120 bucks a shotgun online costs 700 dollars in game or f- Anywhere from four to seven hundred dollars in game. You only Jeez. get like there's only so many ways for you to make money. That game is built entirely to say you need microtransactions. Don't and that's make not it a necessity. necessarily good game design. It's not. It's not. Don't say it's not necessarily good da- game design because it's not. If if mm. I go if I open up a sandwich shop and I made you a sandwich and it and I said oh okay it comes with all this and you're like wait can I get chips can I get this can I get that and I promised you this and I'm like no no the chips you have to buy separately it's an extra two bucks you want a pickle it's an extra fifty cents you want coleslaw give me a quarter like just make the game as full as possible. And then when it's done, make the DLC. Or have an idea for what the DLC is going to be. And then kind of finish the game, but have the production schedule go a little longer and sell it. Like, I don't... By you... Like, that's why I like the Atom Shop. Because the Atom Shop is like... From what I've seen, maybe, is like... This is... Here's extra shit that we that we can give you. You can buy it. You don't have to touch it's, it. It means all- absolutely nothing. It's just like... It's just some shit. But apparently yeah. they're selling shit that's uh, that's in-game already in the Atom Shop. Like, sir, I, I haven't tested this, so I can't say, but apparently certain outfits that you can find out in the open are in the Atom Shop. And I haven't found that at all. I, I don't know that. That's what I'm saying I was told. Yeah. Uh, shout out to White Collar. White Collar also told me that he was saying you can't... They said you can't buy... 
anything to help you like boost through the game. But he said you can technically buy a water purifier and food early on or something or, or a generator early on because you can buy the clean version of it. But you still have to craft it. You just yeah, you already the, have the yeah. thing. So I didn't understand how it was like a pay-to-win thing. And even if it was, it just – honestly, dude, sorry. I don't mean to like come at you on the podcast, but it kind of just seemed like a nitpick. I don't know, man. I don't know. And I'm like – I'm really afraid that this community is going to split. Like – I'm really afraid this community is going to say like, all right, we're like, this is it. We're done. And part of me is like, hey, good, because it'll go back to when Fallout 3 was a niche game that I only felt like a few people knew about. And if Fallout 5 becomes that, fine. But I also don't want people to miss out on something great. Yeah, because we love this this game. Or not I, even this game, but we love this franchise. I just, I want, like, and, and I feel, I feel almost like, like I, I feel almost like a disappointed parent. Like, I'm like, really? I know you people can do better. And I don't remember... Who's the guy from Nintendo who just died? I can never remember his name. Like, within the past, like, five years. Um... Oh, is it, uh... Sac- no, not Sakurai. It isn't um, Sakurai. No, Sakurai made, uh... Smash, made Smash. Right? Yeah. Fuck. Iwata? <laughs> Satoru Iwata. Yeah. Did he just pass away? Um, it was recently. I think it was like last year. No, it was a little longer than that. Uh, 2015. Yeah. It was Zawada, right? Yeah. He he said a rushed game, and I'm paraphrasing, but a rushed game is is bad forever where a delayed game is only bad until it's fixed or something like that. Yeah. Like, I'd rather the game take... An extra four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, two years to make and make it perfect than you releasing it and then me having to wait. I really hope that they learn from this. And I think that they will. Like, can I, let me ask you a serious question. Sure. Now, this is coming from the person with a fucking shrine. But do you think they're over, like, marketing? Do you think they're over, um, merchandising? Um, I personally... It's weird because like Give me your honest opinion. Don't fucking give me that like sugar coated I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings opinion. Give me your fucking honest opinion. I don't think they are. You don't think so whatsoever. Not not as whatsoever. But like it's not that like it's a hard question because they they have a lot of stuff that they they've been marketing for like merch and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like that's cool because I like shiny things. But at the same time it goes back to the reason that the game is still $60. If they can merchandise things that people are going to want to buy that are from a game that you like, that's more money that ends up in their pockets to make the next game. Yeah, I guess merchandise is real world microtransactions. That's a fucking solid. Wow. Yeah. So like, I don't care that there's a lot of merchandise. I don't have to buy it. I was going to say, I'm I'm on the website now. I'm looking at three different mugs, two different sweatshirts, coasters, a tree topper. Like, yeah, it's all shit that I fucking want. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just asking, like, they went from never having merchandise. And if they like, okay, so if you're in the discord, which discord link below, uh, you, you've seen maybe early on, I have my picture of my shrine and like everything that's on it. That's just my, my fallout shelf. Like I have people who collect records and shoes and fucking a bunch of shit have what's called a grail. And it's like their holy grail, the one thing they're looking for. I've come to the conclusion that the one thing I'm looking for is the original promotional 
Fallout 3 statue that's nine feet high of a T-45 BOS soldier, or uh, that S is, is redundant, of a Brotherhood soldier. Uh, oh, no, it isn't. Yeah, BOS soldier. Sorry, I'm an idiot. Public school. And it, it says Fallout 3 on the bottom, and, like, that's that's my grail. Like, that's what I would want, right? Right. Like, I have no problem paying the money for this. But at the same time, they went from that and, like, a couple other things that they had to full-on... Two runs of mystery minis, a cookbook, t-shirts, uh, backpacks, a Deathclaw keychain, a Nuka-Cola growler. Uh, I'm just on the website flipping through shit. The bobbleheads, which is super tight. The bobbleheads are really tight. Like, pin sets, fig pins, posters, hats, sweaters, a bathrobe. Like, snowboards. Snowboards. Yo, snowboards? Yeah, dude, you didn't see them? There's one that says vault Tech, and it's, uh, like, the emojis, like, they put out that Fallout emoji thing. Oh, is one of them the, the Nuka pinup, too? No. No? There's I thought one I that's, saw something like that. There's one that says Nuka... There might be one, and I missed it, but there's one that just says Nuka-Cola in the two, the two colorways, the red and the white and the white with the red, and yeah. on the other side is every type of Nuka-Cola, which is oh, kind of cool. Oh, that's pretty cool. But, like, then they have one for Skyrim, like... Then all the pop figures. I just... I, I don't... I, I, I'm not trying to look for things. I just want to make sure that, like, my... my Something I love isn't being, like, raped. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want it to be, like... Like, hoard out. That's a better word. You know what I mean? And, like... Yeah. I, I... I get what you're saying. And, like, I kind of feel similar. But, like, I don't care as much... In that respect, because I know that it's it's a money thing for the sole reason of that games don't make enough money. Yeah. By themselves. By themselves. Yeah, but say. like you said, no one's going to pay $80 for a game. I mean, I would, but I'm just, I'm a game design yeah, fuck. Yeah, but that's also people who yeah. work in the food industry tip higher. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, like it's, the, it's the same thing, yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. like, every time I've paid, okay, and I want to make this very apparent, I, my top three games of all time... Like, all time, or in no order, except for, I know it's number one, it's Fallout 3, surprise. And then it's, it's uh, Arkham City and Red Dead 1, and it's kind of in that, like, depending on the day, I could go either way, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I paid $100 for Red Dead 2. Red Dead 2, I could not stand. I beat that game, like, it got to a point when I, when, like, chapter, I think, 5 or 6, where you kind of, if you've played the game, you go, you go the distance, you go the speed, or, you know what I mean? Yeah, you got the cake reference, Okay, I got, I want to make sure I was getting there. Like, there's a point in that where it's like, this jumped the shark, this is, this fucking sucks. For me, right? I paid $100 for that game, and I was upset that I paid $100 for that game. I paid $200 for 76 and I'm not upset. Oh, yeah. Like, same. I bought the Power Armor Edition. Oh, uh, I got that version for PlayStation. And I got the PC version by download. Oh, you bought so. two copies. Okay. I went to the midnight... Re- well, it wasn't even a midnight release. That's a whole other story. Uh, PlayStation fucked up the the release, the digital release. So they were given the okay to give the game out early. So I got out of work at like 4, went home, showered, and got there for like 5 o'clock. Yeah, the servers were online from noon that day. Yeah, so... I got on at, like, 2. Exactly. So, yeah. we wound up going to a midnight, and, like, I... Quote-unquote midnight, and, like, ran back. I bought a, a copy, because I didn't want to wait till the end of the week 
to get my power armor edition and I wound up giving that copy to my brother. Like I don't feel I don't feel cheated because I know that within that broken mess of files is exactly what I want. And it's it showed it's shown. What is shown? You had them You've had the moments of just, like, that clarity where it does just work. Okay. And it's beautiful. Okay. I, I, I want to I do something so we could kind of, like, end on a positive note. Not to cut you off. I'm sorry. Yeah, no problem. I want to recommend a quest line or an area to go to. Sure. If If you take nothing out of this episode other than... To, to 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 check out one part of the game and see why it makes me so happy. Go to Riverside Manor. That's so it. I have to. I have the quest for that. I haven't done it yet. Just go to Riverside Manor. Read all the terminals. Read all the notes. Listen to all the hollow tapes, and that's why I love Fallout. I'll have to do that. It's oh, it's just fucking. I want to hear it. I just want to be a part of a good story. That's it. That's all I want. And I think that's that's Bethesda's shtick. They want you to be a part of their good story. Dude, I just... I'm... Like, part of me is upset that I'm not upset because I don't understand where everyone's hurt is coming from. Like, I feel like I was left out of a joke. Like, I want to understand the joke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... I don't, I just don't, I don't fucking, I don't get it. Like, and like, special guest Kyle, shout out to you for the fucking 90th time. Not that I'm calling him out, but he was like, you should just be happy that you got a bag in the first place. Like, no, more, yeah, like we we were lied to more or less, but I'm not upset about it because I didn't buy it for the bag. It's not right to lie to people, but you also shouldn't be complacent. Yeah, you need to be critical, but logical. Yeah, like... If you sit there and you're like, I pay $200 for this. You pay $200 for a nylon or, or a canvas bag. You didn't buy it for the helmet. Yeah, like you're going to tell me that that's what you got it for. Like, come on. You bought it for the figures and the fuck, the poster that glows in the fucking dark? Come on. You bought I mean, it for it the helmet. it does glow in the fucking dark. Yeah, but you bought it for the helmet. Don't fucking piss down my back and tell me that it's raining. Like, See, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to steal another one of your favorite quote. One of my favorite quotes of yours. Really? Yeah. You know who I got that from? Who? I got that from an adult named Frank. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was an adult named Frank. Yeah. <laughs> I just... I, 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 I just... I don't know, dude. I feel like people just, like I said, have this, this sense of entitlement. And they're like, my video games. Like... Get over yourself. They, if, if if video games truly are art... And they are. You don't Let's make real. art for yourself. If you make art for yourself, then... Or, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You don't make art for other people. You make art for yourself. Because art that isn't made for yourself is a product. Yeah. People, people that come out with these one-hit wonders, they made music... I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of them made music to make money off of that one song, that one hit. When was the last time you heard a fucking Fetty Wap song? I don't know that any time I've ever heard a Fetty Wap song. Exactly. Fetty Wap had one, fu- two fucking songs all, all summer long. He had like a summer song like two summers ago, and it was a big deal. And then what the fuck ever happened to him? He's probably got mm. a fan base. Yeah, but like... If you want to make, if you want to make art, you have to make it for yourself and not for other people. 
and and you 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 tote that line. You you have to work on that, like because at the end of the day, they are a business. They are making a product. They have to do something. But if you're if you're part of it and you're trying to be you're trying to make something true to yourself. I hope I don't sound like I'm fucking rambling because I know exactly what I'm saying. And if I come off like a madman, I. I'm not, like, entirely fucking wrong, I guess. I don't fucking know. You hear me struggling, and you don't even fucking help me out. Just, like, I want to see something I love succeed. Yeah, like, I'm not cutting you off because, like, I feel that same thing. No, please cut me off. (laughs) No, because I feel the same thing. It would just be me saying the thing that you're saying. But go on. Man, like, I just want to play Smash tomorrow. (laughs) You're getting it? That's where we're we're ending You're going to get Smash? Oh yeah, I pre-ordered it. Smash does nothing for me. I uh I really like it. It's a fun game to play in like a group setting and I'm always surrounded by fucking people here at school. So, it's just something that I can just like whip out when we have like an hour of free time or like Friday night fun times. More power to you. I just I had I had Smash for the thing for the Wii U and I was just yeah, like Yeah, but the Wii U, the Wii U was a Wii U. <laughs> the Wii U is a lot better than a lot of people thought it was. The Wii yeah. U, the Wii U died because Nintendo doesn't know how to fucking name shit. Yeah. Oh, why would I buy a Wii U? I already have a Wii. See what I mean? It's just it's, that's that was what I thought basically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I but can't like, just buy the controller. Oh no, the fuck. But yeah, um, it looks really fun, and I like Smash. I've always liked Smash from since Melee. No, and like um, if you like Smash, I'm not shitting on that. I'm just saying it doesn't for me. It doesn't not do your anything. Thing. Yeah. Some people just aren't into fighters in general. I love Street Fighter. Oh, I know you love Street Fighter. You have Ultra Mega Remix to the book edition. Uh, Ultra Mega <laughs> Remix to the book edition, Alpha Max Pancake, the sequel, part two. Remastered. Uh, Electric Boogaloo Remastered, Revenge of the Boogans, part six. Oh, and I think that's I think that's going to be the definitive metagame. I really do. After, after <laughs> 25 years of releasing the same game with minor fixes, I really think that's finally going to be the meta. <laughs> um, you know what I'm really excited to play? What are you excited to play? I don't know if anybody at home plays card games, but Yo. fucking Keyforge is amazing. Yeah, you were telling me about it. It sounds so goddamn cool. Oh my god, is Keyforge not the fucking? It's okay. When I I, I went to uh, I work at this like hobby shop on Wednesdays. I run a D and D game. Shout out to Noah. And we we were getting out of a D and D game, and someone's like, "Hey, we're talking," and they're like, "Oh, I was like, I don't play Magic because it's four hundred dollars to build a basic deck, and that's a lot of money, and I'm broke a clock." And they're like, oh, well, you should try Keyforge. It's pretty much like a cheap version. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? They said you pay $10 for a deck and you're done. That's incredible. There's 1.6 quintillion different deck combinations you can get. It's It's fucking incredible, dude. And and no deck is the same. The art on the back of the cards and the names of the card decks are always unique. It's fucking the coolest fuck. It's the fucking... Oh, my God, dude. I really want to try it when I get home. When you get home, this weekend, I think I'm going to try to get out there and buy the the starter pack that comes with, like, four different decks. And I'm going to take special guest Kyle and Steven... Shout out to him. Friend to, of the show. Yeah, I'm going to take him to the card shop, and we're going to just learn how to play and fuck around. But yeah, like, and then when I come home from school, you can like show me the ropes. Dude, it's so much fucking fun. 
Yeah, it looks really cool. Like, and it, dude, it just came out. It's from the dude who made Magic: The Gathering, and it just came out November fifteenth. So fucking so get like it's this brand shit now. New. Yeah. yeah, like, and and it's ten bucks. It's ten dollars. You don't like it? You fucking sell your cards to some kid in the shop. Be like, hey, here's a deck. Give me eight bucks for it. Yeah. Like, and apparently the algorithm, like, I heard another person recommended it to me, too, and they said the algorithm used for creating the decks is so, like, incredibly balanced that it's insane. I've watched a lot of card openings, like, a lot of deck openings, because when you buy it, you don't just buy a pack, you buy the deck. Yeah. It's 35 or 36 or 37 cards, and that's your deck. And if you don't like it, you could buy another deck or trade for another deck, whatever. And but there, you can't swap out cards between decks no that's like the meta you can't like if you go to a tournament and your cards don't match up you're out because they have like a unique identifier it, on it says on the bottom of the card like like you can get a random randomly generated name for your deck so your your hero character could be like svixies the controller of wisdom or like cromulax the supreme destroyer of manhood and then like one i saw today was uh the devourer <laughs> of mostly baked goods <laughs> i fucking love that so you can have fucking like ah dude i just i really want to get into this game and i don't i played hearthstone a little bit i never could get into magic but like this is a game that i can see myself being like all right well i don't have money now like yeah and but it's only ten bucks. It's only ten bucks. It's only ten dollars. You can. That's the that's the kicker. And like, it's so easy to approach. Part of me wants to just go. Okay, I'm gonna buy the the the, the starter kit, and then once I have the starter kit, I'm not buying another deck until the uh, until the next series comes out because the next series is not supposed to come out until March. I think. I think they have it set for March, and then it's like. It's like, all right, give me a whole new deck, and that's for the next three, four months. I'm only rocking this deck. Yeah, so they'll do like four month, like release schedule for expansions. It's three or four because I know Magic does one big one and then three small ones. Yeah, so they're probably going to base it off that model, which makes sense. Yeah, but fucking, is it not a fun fucking game? Yeah, I want to try it. It looks really neat. It is. You know what else is really fucking neat? Would it happen to be Feather Duster from Shane Ivers? Yeah, dude. That Shane Ivers cat, he made a good-ass intro theme, but don't take it, it's ours. Um, If you would like to listen to it but not download it, because again, it's ours, um, you can find it at www.silvermansounds.com slash free music slash feather duster. But my question is... Where can we find the show? If you want to find the show, the show you're listening to... This one right now. You can find us on Twitter at Atomic Radio Hour. Again, that's at Atomic Radio Hour on Twitter. Once again, for the third time today, at Atomic Radio Hour on Twitter. Now, if you'd like to get in touch with us for any reason other than through Twitter, you can find us on our discord and the link to that is in the description below or wherever the description is put and uh jump in you can talk to any of us we're normally talking about let's i'm going to check the twitter the the discord right now especially guess, talking about dragon age right yeah now. special guest kyle's been updating everybody with what's going on at the the game awards and crash team racing is being announced 
they're talking about someone's playing the music from Red Dead. Like this is we're always in here. We're always talking about something. There's a bunch of great people in here. There's about twenty something of 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 us in here, and we always have something interesting to say to each other. Come yeah. on in. Make sure you you uh, at me or you at Declan and you say hello. Say we're new. Come on in. It's a great time. Join our family. Yeah, our nuclear family. Okay. What about yourself? What if they want to find you, my friend? You can find me on Twitter. You can find me at Declan underscore B. And I'll give it to you again in case you missed it. At Declan underscore B. And do you need a third time? I think we're at that stage. Yeah, at Declan underscore B. But Vince, where can they come in contact with you? If you'd like to find myself on Twitter, you can find me at, all capitals, the underscore Boogans. Again, that is at the underscore Boogans, all capitals, and a third time, at the underscore Boogans. Incredible. Alrighty. Well, I think this is where we get to end the show. Don't chop our heads off, because we like a game, and our opinion is different. (laughs) You're allowed to have different opinions, uh, and also... Unless it's it's politics. Oh, yeah, then you just can't. No, You have to look the exact same way as as we do. Yeah. Join the hive mind. Goodbye. (laughs) See ya. Begin log. I've, uh, I've been out in these wastes for quite a few days now, and I, I can't seem to find any, uh, anything to keep my stuff together, you know? Like, seems like all my things are always breaking so quickly. I'm always on the lookout for, like, aluminum cans and, uh, and those battered clipboards, because I need the screws. I'm worried that one of these days I'm going to take a shot and my shotgun's going to explode. Who would have thought that screws and a little bit of duct tape would become such a commodity? Jeez. Well, I'll leave a little stash right here. Um, if anyone needs anything, I want to be a part of helping. Uh... I guess, um, how do I turn this thing off? Atomic Radio Hour.